Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. to the latest installment of the Run to Daylight podcast for one week season going over the JM to win week 16 player grid. I'm joined today by Lex Moralia. You can find him on Twitter at Lex, L-E-X, M-I-R-A-G-L-I-A. I think I got that right. He'll correct me. If not, when I get him in. So basically, this is the Lex is more episode of the pod and um, I uh, we're going to keep it shorter today uh, for a couple reasons one of which is football Uh, I think everyone wants to watch the game I think also the player grid is pretty tight and JM is advising we keep it tight this week and third I'm just not feeling all that great so with that in mind, let's get right to our guest. I thought it was really a great idea since Mark Garcia couldn't make it this week that um, we gave Lex a chance. He is someone who every week is putting in work on OWS Collective, and we want to honor that. Lex, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the kind words, you know. Been a bit of a fun year so far with that first year of that collective. Um, how old are you, Lex? I'm uh, 23. Just graduated college uh, about a year and a half ago. I think I have moles older than you. <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. Ah, this next generation, up and coming. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what the work that you've been doing for OWS Collective? And uh, what do you hope to do in this space? Yeah, uh, I mean, to start, like, I I guess one of the first, you know, the first week of the year, I wrote something in one of the games, and a lot of people responded to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is interesting. And so I I started doing some more research, and and I started looking for things that maybe other people weren't talking about or things that might help me myself. So I figured other people might benefit from it as well, you know. Um, And then what I'm trying to do, I guess, just trying to find my place, you know, I've I just graduated last year. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do, but, you know, even talking with JM a bit, just trying to figure out what I can do in this space, maybe doing things like this and providing, you know, good data for everyone on a weekly basis, just things like that. I think, you know, I'm just getting my feet, you know, wet for now. Awesome. All right, let's get going. Uh, Let's go over the player grid for the week. At uh, tier one, we have Lamar Jackson in his normal efficient role. As a number one, I think there is a little bit of concern that if they get a lead that he might not go the full distance. Uh, It's a really rough week for quarterback. Uh, The other quarterback, that's it for the whole grid. 
So yeah. I think I think one of the keys, you know, JM does put in the bottom up build, Will Greer, and the Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys, he mentions in stacks. Lex, what has your research shown, and who are you on besides uh, Mr. Jackson? Um, I guess to, like, just start quick on Lamar, he's just been so consistent, and, like, I get the concerns about, you know, maybe pulling him. I'd be more concerned about his price because he's, you know, 8K. But uh, as far as, like, him getting pulled, I, I feel like he's going to be largely responsible for building that lead in the first place. I, I'd have a hard time sitting in, or, you know, not going towards him for that reason. Um, for other quarterbacks, you know, I, I was struggling too because, like you said, he's only got one quarterback on the grid. And I, I don't feel confident enough to play Greer in his first start just after how bad he looked in the preseason. But someone that I actually looked into today is like completely caught me off guard because I haven't played him a single time this year is Phillip Rivers. And, uh, like, I was kind of shocked looking at his numbers. And he's hit through the 300-yard bonus eight times, and he's had 292 more. I mean, in all of the matchups in against uh, bottom 12 defenses and pass efficiency this year, he's got 23, 23, 24, 13 in, a, in the actually the game against Oakland before, and then 27. So he's really putting up useful fantasy production in these games against these bad pass defenses. So I know we he JM hit on Mike Williams and, and Keenan, so it's, we know that they're in a good spot. Um, I think there's a lot of good indicators that Rivers is a, a good quarterback to look at down there. Yep. I uh, Looking over at Daily Roto, everyone has access to Daily Roto. Russell Wilson is the chalk guy for most of the industry this week against the Cardinals. He is projecting as the best quarterback. Lamar uh, is projecting second best. Matt Ryan, third. Your boy, Phillip Rivers, is fifth. Uh, a guy that is not projecting well is not on the player grid. But someone that I'm interested in this week uh, in that big game against Dallas is Carson Wentz. He doesn't have his normal weapons, but he's put up some pretty useful scores lately in a must-win game against the Cowboys. JM loves Ertz, and I think it just makes sense if you can get Carson Wentz at low ownership that you take advantage of it. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm I'm actually totally with you on that. I mean, the two the two uh, weaknesses of the Cowboys' defenses has been tight ends and uh, running backs. You know, in the pass game, which is the basically the two things that Wentz can throw to you right now on their offense. So I really like that. I think that Dallas, assuming Dak is healthy enough to throw, I mean, they can put up points on their end as well. I I really like that because again, we're we we like all these matchups for their skill players. Um, and I, I think Wentz is also in a good spot as well. Yeah, he is the home quarterback. He's only $5,800 on DraftKings, so you're going to get low ownership on him. Um, yeah, I uh, – that, you know, so the other thing that I think before – let's take a little bit of a step back, Lex. The uh, – you know, JM is chasing the $1,500 tournament. I, uh, you know, there's not a standard Millie maker, but the slant this week has a 500,000 first prize. Right now, my plan is to put 60 lineups or so into the slant, not play single entry and, you know, really take a run at that, uh, at that half million prize. 
What what what's your thoughts on that part of the slate? Um, how how do you mean? Like in terms of multi-entering and uh, what we should be looking no, at? For well, I mean, big tournaments yeah, like I, that. I mean, yeah. Uh, I know you can't play if you were because you're in Arizona, but if you could play, would you would you load up on the uh, slant at nine dollars, or would you go with more of a single entry model this week? Um, I think I, I kind of like your idea of the, the multi-entry. It, it, the single entry, it's tough. I mean, I mean, we do have a small player pool, but it's kind of too just because there's just so many weak options. That you, it's probably, you're probably more beneficial to spread your, your, you know, your exposure out this week. So I kind of like the idea of just entering a lot of lineups in the slant, like you said. Yeah, and uh, I told you guys this was the Lex is more edition. Lex killing it so far. All right, let's uh, let let's look at some other choices at the quarterback position. Uh, what you know? What are your thoughts about Dak? I know that JM's on him, but he does have that injury. Uh, what are your thoughts on Dak? Uh, I, I'm a little scared, to be honest. I mean, even just some of the things that the receivers were saying about how he checked out of a a pass play, like it just concerns me. I He's he's someone that you could definitely if you're entering a lot of lineups you could do what JM said throw him in but he's someone that honestly even at low ownership I'd still probably be underweight on personally just because I'd rather go for someone I know is going to be able to throw throughout you know the whole field all game as opposed to someone who might be doing five yard throws because he can't can't you know raise his arm above his head. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I will have some, but it, it is a little scary. Any other quarterbacks uh, jump out at you this week, Lex? Uh, jump out, probably not. I, I originally uh, yeah, that's a, that's Patrick. a bad term. Is there anyone else that you think is good leverage or is in a a better than a better spot than he's being given credit for? Uh, better spot. I mean, I don't think this. I mean, the spots are all pretty decent for Wilson, for Breeze. Even Kyler's playing against against a pretty banged-up Seattle defense. Um, Fitzpatrick I was a little bit more interested in before reading the edge and before, like, the weather concerns in Miami. Um, I think if you're going to look at, you know, the Russell Wilson and play that game kind of with the mindset that it might actually be a little bit more high-scoring with Seattle's injuries and and maybe even Seattle – not having as much incentive considering their game next week is the one that actually matters for them. Um, then maybe you look into Kyler a bit, but even they're all kind of a little bit higher. I, I still probably prefer Wentz and Rivers. You know, they're both cheaper. They don't offer the rushing upside, but I, it's not like there's any other great spots that are sticking out. Breeze is a little too expensive probably. Yep. Uh, I kind of like Matt Ryan because I, there's a couple of uh, players on that team I like. And it is a home game. You know, it, the most likely way they beat Jacksonville is with the running game. Uh, but, you know, now I just feel like Matt Ryan, you know, rating good on Daily Roto. And right now we're showing ownership on him at eh, 9%. So, yeah, I don't know that I want to go crazy on Matt Ryan because, I don't know that I want to double nine percent, but uh, I think I'll, I think I'll put in a. I didn't have him in my first run. I think I'll add some Matt Ryan because I like his receivers. 
Yeah, I think for him, you'd probably want to run him back with someone in Jacksonville just because I, I, I just don't know how secure his volume is unless, you know, they're kind of pushing it a bit just because they've been so weak on the ground. But he's certainly not in a bad spot. Like, yeah, I, like you said, we like the pass catchers in that game, which is, you know, good for Matt Ryan as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's move over to the running back position where Joe Mixon is the um, lead dog on the on the player grid. Um, he's a guy that I like a lot this week. When we look down at Tier 2, we've got Christian McCaffrey. And Tier 3, uh, DeAndre Washington, Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, Nick Chubb, Marlon Mack, and Devonta Friedman. Uh, there's some really good choices down in Tier 3. I think my favorite is Marlon Mack. I, I don't expect him to have heavy ownership. And I think that matchup against Carolina is, you know, a really good spot for him. I, I like Freeman as well. But uh, the guy that's jumping out at me is Marlon Mack. Uh, who do you like this week? Uh, I mean, I love Marlon Mack. I've I've been attacking the Carolina run defense for a while now. Um, going on. Even I know we have that ownership on on OWS, but even another one too to compare like Levitans has him at five to eight percent, which is obviously not a lot. And that spot is I know he's not using the pass game, but I mean they've they've allowed I think seven more touchdowns to running backs than any other team in football. Like it's just it's just nuts what's happening there in the ground. Mac's been really good in the other games where he's had you know good matchups. I think I wrote down he had the. The Chargers game, he had 174 and a touchdown. He had 132 against Kansas City. 197. Like, he's been really good in those spots. He's not super expensive, you know. Um, other guys that I was looking at, I, yeah, I love Mixon, too. I mean, obviously, he's going to be chalky, but, like, you can't really get much better than that matchup as well. There's a, Devontae Freeman in, that, um, in the Falcons game is one of my favorite plays. Like, like he's – He's using the pass game enough to get a couple of nice receptions. Uh, they just had an offensive lineman return a couple weeks ago, which has helped steady it a bit in Chris Lindstrom. Um, he's had a brutal schedule all year, and yet when we've seen him in his three bottom ten matchups, he's got 18, 27, and 19. So he's been pretty productive in those in those spots. And Levitan projects him for 17 to 20% ownership, so that's a bit high to be third to running back. But it's such a good spot there as well, like, I, it's hard to pass him up. Um, if you, I yep. mean, if I can keep going. Even but I like the Eagles guys too for more off the board. I know I don't know how much ownership Miles Sanders is getting this week, but I I know he went off, so maybe you you'd be chasing a bit. But I mean Dallas still just leads running back receiving. Carson Wentz doesn't have that many options to throw to. I don't. If you're, if you're playing Sanders, you could maybe avoid you know do it in the lineups without Ertz or maybe pair him with Goddard or something. I mean, even Boston Scott, I like. I mean, he's 4K, and so is DeAndre Washington, so that's a little bit tough, you know, because of the difference in touch, projected touches. But he's, he's again, he's even uh, JM said he's playing a little bit receiver. Dallas has been getting hurt in the slot, but receivers by tight ends, by running backs. So, it's, I mean, really, they're not – they're all good spots in that game. So, I, I'd, I'd look at him a little bit. I know Derrick Henry just went on the injury report, too, which makes Deion Lewis at least – you know, a little bit interesting considering how Saints, uh, they've allowed the third most running back receptions as well. When did Derrick Henry go on the injury report? Just today, they I, I saw 
Like, there was a report he got put on injury report, and they added a running back from the practice squad. Granted, Henry also was on record saying he, he would play unless his leg was falling off, but it's still interesting that they added a running back to the roster. Yeah, that's a little scary. Uh, uh, DeAndre Washington at $4,000. Uh, I mean, you got to love the uh, you got to love the price. The matchup isn't bad either, uh, but they are on the road, although, you know, you could you could argue that uh, the Chargers don't have a home field advantage and that the fact that the Raiders used to be in L.A., um, what are your thoughts on DeAndre? Uh, it's tough because, I mean, he's projected for like 50% ownership about, you know, I mean, so he's, but he's 4K, like Jam said, he's projected, you, you could project him from, you know, 16 to 20 some touches. The matchup is, isn't, you know, great, but it's not bad either. I, I, I really don't, honestly, I don't know how, if the Raiders keep this game close. I, I really like the Chargers offense in this game, but Again, he's unless you think Jalen Rashard is just going to suddenly absorb like fifty percent of the usage. Wash, it's it's hard to pass up a guy like that at four K, unless you're really confident in like pivoting to a a Deanna four point two or like even going up a thousand to like a Philip Lindsay or someone in there. It's he's just there's just not many you know times you get a running back with that many projected touches at four K. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, the other the other thing that is interesting, the other guy that's interesting to me, speaking of the Chargers, everyone seems to want to be on Melvin Gordon. I think this is a week where I'm going to be interested in Austin Eckler. If the game is close, there's every chance that Eckler is the guy who outscores Gordon and at a much lower ownership. Yeah, I I'm with you. I, I've looked at his – I mean, his snaps have decreased for the last two weeks. Eckler is clearly – I mean, we we know how talented he is. He's been going off all year in his spots where he's gotten high usage. And uh, I, I I talked about how much I like the Rivers. And, I mean, I think you can even stack those two together considering how much Eckler's used in the past game. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Eckler I, – I wouldn't stack them. It's a little too much money for, you know – I don't want to invest 11 seven in, in one team. Uh, you know, to me, stack cuffing works the best when you get at least one of them as a great value. Uh, but I do think that Eckler, I, they're both interesting to me. In fact, I'm going to right now, I'm looking at my rules for, um, for my run on daily Roto. I'm going to make a rule that I don't want Eckler and Gordon in the same lineup. Um, so the way you would do that is you put in Eckler, you put in Gordon, and then you'd say at most one of, and yeah, that I, would, I, I meant Eckler and Rivers. I hopefully, I, I don't know if I, I said Eckler and Gordon. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm doing two things at once. So maybe you didn't. Um, all right, let's, <laughs> uh, let, let's, uh, Let's give Lex the benefit of the doubt and move over. Uh, let's see. Is there anyone else? Uh, I think Patrick Laird killed me last week, killed a lot of people. Um, oh, yeah, same. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Cincinnati's so bad. And I think Saquon Barkley right now is not looking to have a lot of ownership. Um, the public uh, right now is 6%. Uh, what, what does Levitan have him at? 
He's got him. Let me check really quick. He's he's got him in the five to eight range. So yeah, he's he's going really overlooked right now too. I think because of his price. Yeah, I I think that that is, uh, and and I think uh, I'm gonna have a little bit of Danny Dimes too. You know, JM talks about it. I don't think I'm gonna go to uh, to. Uh, I might have one or two lineups with uh, Haskins. I'm a little broader at quarterback than I like to be. I like to keep it to five. I got eight quarterbacks right now, but when you think about the fact that other than Lamar, we don't really like anyone. I I don't, you know, I don't see why I should have a narrow distribution um, like I normally would. I'm mixing up my ownerships though. All right, let's move over to the wide receiver position on the grid. We've got Michael Thomas in tier one. JM talked a lot about how hard it is to keep him on the field. And uh, I mean, to get him in lineups because of his price Uh, tier two, we've got Keenan Allen and tier three, Mike Williams and DJ shark. Um, He also talks a little bit about Chris Conley. So again, you know, we're looking at a position where, you know, there's not a lot of people on the grid. You know, obviously you could throw in the Cowboys uh, wide receivers. You could throw in the uh, the Giants. Um, you know, he, he's talking about Greg Ward and Hunter Renfrew, along with Mike Williams who are on the bottom up build. Uh, what's your thoughts on the position? Yeah, I think I'll just start and like work my way down. Michael Thomas, He's definitely expensive, but, I mean, on a slate like this with, like, all these weird, you know, it's not a very big pool of guys that we like. He's just so secure in his, you know, he's been so consistent with Breeze. I think he's had the the one game with 10 against Atlanta, and every other game besides that he's been, like, 25 or above. He's just been ridiculous. Adoree Jackson's out again this week. The Saints are on the road, so – it might not have that same, you know, dome passing numbers, but you still expect him to have to throw a little bit on Tennessee. I think he's as good of a play as there is. Um, the Keenan and Mike Williams are kind of confusing for me because I really like Rivers, but I think Eckler's in a good spot. I think Gordon will still get, you know, a reasonable amount of touches. Raiders are batting in tight end, so Henry is a good matchup. I mean, Keenan and Mike Williams are both, like, they have so many guys. It's almost like it's hard to pick and you, you kind of are just taking a shot on which one is going to have the spike targets because they've both been kind of, you know, in between intermediate to, to low targets each week. Um, but I think if, if you're playing that game, like you, they're certainly in good spots. I don't really know who to run it back with other than DeAndre Washington from that game. Uh, DJ Chark is interesting. It's, it's really hard to know what's going on with Jacksonville just because they've been like, I mean, even up until the fourth quarter last week, they had basically put nothing on the board. Um, but Chark's certainly better than the receivers they had out there last week as well. I, I was looking yeah. at Darius Slayton a bit. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm just bemoaning the fact that you mentioned Henry's hurt. I'm in a final of a 250 uh, on the FFPC, and I'm already out Dalvin Cook. If I'm out Henry as well, I'll be starting Latavius Murray and Chase Edmonds in the final. I don't have any doubt. Do- There's no dollars left to pick anyone up. 
Uh, all right. Uh, but I digress to my own misery. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, it's a good week to mix up your ownership. I, I think Jam covered it really well. I think that uh, I'm going to be a little under Mike Williams. I think that, uh, you know, I got a lot of guys active. And I don't think I'm going to have any more. Like my last run that I did, I had one guy at 30%, one guy at 28%. Um, and, you know, it's just not a lot to, to, to really love at the wide receiver position this week. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. A couple other guys, like, I mean, I would mention quick. I, I as Earlier in the year, I was attacking Washington a lot with, speedy deep threats like, you know, Dejon Jackson, Gabriel, Diggs. Darius Slayton fits that mold a bit. They like throwing to him deep. He's good at getting behind the guy. Um, John Ross is another one. I mean, he's not playing the amount of snaps he'd like, but uh, that Miami defense just bled explosive passes to receivers all year, and you're basically getting him at no ownership. Um, And then Wilson on the way back. JM hit on how Cincinnati's been pretty bad at tackling, and Wilson's the you know the most biggest candidate to get those short area targets, and he's good at at uh, evading tacklers. So that's another interesting one. He's like 3,800, so he's super cheap as well. Um, and then I was a little bit more interested in like a a Lockett Kirk or something like that. Well, the Lockett's so expensive, I'll, I'll probably not do it. And then Christian Kirk went on the uh, injury report today as like a game time decision. So that, that I'm probably not even going to use that. But um, Look, Kirk and Fitzgerald made Hermsmeyer's Milo list, so they have been getting that usage that usually means a, a big game is, you know, coming. But a, a rookie quarterback going to Seattle is, is also tough, so it, I don't even know why I mentioned that. That that one doesn't really excite me too much. Who else is on the Milo list this week? Uh, some of the bigger names, let's see. I mean, you've got, like, some of the Browns receivers, but I, I don't know if anyone really wants to play them against Baltimore. Um, Steven Sims actually popped the, the Washington receiver, the, the non-Terry McLaurin play from that game. So, I, I mean, I don't know if you can, you know, it's, that's, again, that's kind of just a shot in the dark. Um, John Brown was on it and he hit tonight. So, oh, T.Y. Hilton is another one, but I don't know. Yeah, if, I if think T.Y. Play, is good. You know, playing in. I think he's a good play this week, you know, a couple weeks back. Um, I think he's a very interesting play. Uh, let's see. Um, I am going to move to, oh, I want to look at wide receiver one more time. Yeah, Carolina bleeds receiver points too. So I, I do like T.Y. They move them around a lot. Yeah, I think I think TY is a really really interesting play. Um let's move over to tight end and the tight end that I really like this there's three tight ends that I really like this week. I'll have some more ownership out there, uh but there's three guys that I really like and uh one is Hollister because of Arizona, two is Ertz because of JM and the third one, uh, I'm disappointed to see his ownership. What, tell me what the ownership you uh, Levitan has on Austin Hooper, because he's back down to $4,400. Uh, 
Last week, they fed the daylights out of Julio, and I think people are going to chase that. And I'm really interested in Austin Hooper this week. Yeah, I, I like Hooper a lot, too, although the ownership Levitan has is 26 to 30, which would be the highest, even above Zach Ertz. I think that's oh, because wow. of the price. Yeah. Yeah. That, the price is uh, I, I think sure. I might even still be over on that. Yeah, I mean, he's 4,400. I mean, you're getting the, the number, basically the number one tight end all year up until his injury. Yeah, I think Mike Gusecki is another interesting play. Uh, and Jack Doyle. Like Ridge. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. Go um, ahead. I was going to, I was agreeing with you with Gusecki, too. I, I like that one a lot, too. Cincinnati's past events, like Jam's hit on some of the things that were people aren't maybe noticing, but I mean, they're still, they're not very, they're just not very good. And Gesicki is super athletic. I, I really like uh, Jared Cook. Like not a lot of people are talking about him. I don't know if it's because he's in the middle between Hooper and Ertz and those guys and Hollister, but he has been so consistent with Breeze and the Titans allow a lot of uh, tight end touchdowns. I think they're like tied for 20th, 29th. I mean, um, and he's, he's got the most end zone targets on the Saints. Um, I, I just I really like him as someone that's kind of being overlooked in a in a matchup that I think he'll he'll see a lot of targets. Yeah, I think those are some really good choices. Uh, moving over to defense, I did say that we were going to move quick this week. Uh, I'm really high on the Colts against Will Greer. I'm high on the. Um, I know that the chalk is going to be the Broncos. But the two teams and the and JM likes the Steelers and I like the Steelers too. But uh, the two that I think I'm going to have the most of are the Redskins and the Colts. Um, and I think the reason is turnovers. And Danny Dimes, he can you know he can go full Jameis on us. You know, throw four touchdowns and four picks. Um, what defenses do you like this week? Um, I like the ones that you mentioned. I like the obvious ones, like the Steelers and the Ravens, because, I mean, for just for obvious reasons. Uh, one of the ones that no one else has really talked about that I've seen, I, I'm a little interested in the Jets, only because Greg Williams is an aggressive defensive play caller, and Devlin Hodges, the Steelers have turned the ball over at least once in every single game this year um, with that quarterback play, and Devlin Hodges is taking two to three sacks a game. It's not a not a special one it's not going to be as safe you know as some of the the Steelers on the other side of that game um but I, I like that it's kind of uh, one you know the Jets are at home so Steelers are traveling too it's a a game that you know it, it I just I don't know that's that's one that I kind of like yep all right any final thoughts on the slate as we did a pretty quick pod this week uh you did an amazing job I, I I'm really impressed I really appreciate that. Um, on the slate itself, I mean, I, I know one thing I, I kind of didn't talk about. Chris Carson was one that he's on the player grid, and a lot of people like him. I, I would know that Dwayne Brown is out, um, which for Russell Wilson doesn't always mean anything because he scrambles to no end. But I, I would be a little bit concerned about that because the, the running matchup itself wasn't, or wasn't great in the first place. All right. That's um, going to do okay, – anything else? 
Uh, no, I was just going to say, too, I, I know you asked me if, if I want to talk about the processing. I was going to say any advice I had for anyone else that is, you know, doing the OS, OWS Collective, you know, and, and is trying to find their place like me, I, I really just tried to think about, you know, what teams do well and then maybe, like, if there's weaknesses about a team and, you know, how you can exploit that and just things that maybe not everyone's thinking about or that you think might help yourself. That's, that's kind of just been my process every week. And I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no, uh, it, it, you're you're a bit of a revelation, and uh, I'm glad to glad to have given you a chance. Um, sorry that we're not taking phone calls this week and for the short pod. To make up for it, I was on the fence about doing a pod the first week of the playoffs. We will do a pod at least the first week of the playoffs. So that's going to do it for this week. Uh, I want to thank my special guest, Lex Moralia. Follow him on Twitter um, and have a good night, guys.